1: Hey everyone, it is the Red Men Originals podcast, uh, a podcast where normally we'd look back uh, on the action that took place on the pitch, uh, the football in the previous game, and then we'd look ahead to the other one. But what we're going to do is basically pull apart the absolute shambles of refereeing in this country, centering around the game that was played two days ago, which none of us are over. I'm Paul Machen, Chris Page, I'm Chloe Bloxham and John Machen join me in the studio for this one. Um, Wild times all around. Before we dive in, because should we do something happy? Yeah, sure. Should we talk about the Christmas jumpers before we before we get before into, we it? Go into it? Before we go into.
2: Okay. Oh, going I have to stand up. <laughs> did this one through, did
1: I? No. Uh, yeah, so our, our brand new Christmas jumper, people, I, I look forward to this each and every year. Uh, but we've got our knitted jumper, which is the third year on the bounce, we've got one, and it's it's there. It's now available on redmenmerch.com. Podcast listeners, I mean I, I'm gonna try me. It's, it's it's black and gold. We've gone for as subtle as a christmas jumper can possibly look um so as much as it's, it's obviously it's based
2: look. on the title winning shirt with a big nod to alison becker as well because he wore the, the black version but had a bit of black and gold I'm in there i'm loving the me.
0: baubles on the honestly it's,
1: it's absolutely unbelievable like. mm. you've
0: got the trophies on one side and is it managers on the other Ooh. love it
1: there you go so yeah, available right now on redmondmatch.com get your pre-orders in Right now, it is a,
2: it's a limited edition. This time, we didn't do as many because uh, you didn't buy loads last year. Um, so you really do have to get them in if you want one. The pre-orders open; they'll be shipping in two weeks time. Yeah,
1: yeah. Basically, because there was a World Cup and no Liverpool games last Christmas, what it's done is skewed everyone's concept of how we go about doing things. So yeah, very, very limited. Bro. I'm sorry, but I love last year's as well. Yeah,
0: both of them will open. be. A there's a few, for there's me. a
2: few of those available actually. Um, last year's. I'm they, we've actually left them on at £20 as well, but okay. they're only a really available in small and medium. Um, so, yeah, there's a few of them Believer and I'll Glorious
1: tell my, sister, uh,
0: my sisters. My sisters want
1: one go. of them. Yeah, uh, the Markham says, I got last year's and I'm Depo getting that. Paolo Zafiro says, What does it say on the sleeves? Yeah,
2: it says uh, Copy, Singing, Having Fun is one of them. Um, and it's both of them, maybe. <laughs>
1: Can you? Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. We had to
2: yeah, 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 that was it. We had to not put Everton on there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of time for sweatshirts. Um the yeah, get yourself involved, get your get your Christmas jumper while you can, because yeah, they will they will very much, very much sell out. Um RedmanMates.com. Right, let's move on before I wanted to get the happiness, so I don't, I don't think we could claw it back <laughs> when we start talking about Dad in England uh and all of his little meffy mates in the VAR room. Um spares two Liverpool won before we do I just want to very briefly touch upon the game um dad the the end of the game kind of like the John matterpun goal, the Spurs celebrations around it. I'm not against stealing the happiness away from Tottenham fans and all that in the in the in the you know they, they scored a they won a last minute we got a last minute winner in a, in a tough game. they can celebrate all they want, but it's mad that I think a year ago if we'd lost that game like that. I'd be fuming with Joel Matip, but as it is, I've, I've come away feeling really just generally quite upbeat around. Just Liverpool. very sad
3: for him, yeah. But it, you know, it happened after that one. Probably the best defensive display for the last five years, and we were just brilliant defensively. And then that happens to the poor guy. But then Tottenham, I mean, yet the fans went berserk because you warned them in the tension and all the rest. Yeah, but they're. Players were on the pitch, jumping up and down as if they'd won the Champions League. I mean, it was crazy. There was
0: people bringing their
3: kids onto the pitch. Yeah, I'm pretty sure just, a man uh, brought his kids onto the pitch absolutely. as
0: if it was like the last game of the season. <laughs> Did he do a lap of honour? Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. I was trying to be uh, be fair to them in their celebrations, but no, if they're going to bring the children onto the pitch, then it's probably oh, a, so a, a tad excessive. Yeah. Um, did he let him take a shot? he <laughs> <laughs> yeah. would have missed a bit. Yeah. Um <laughs> Allison just comes on and saves it. <laughs> yeah. The um it was, it was it was a, it was a bitter pill to swallow, but I come away, Chris. Obviously we we did the, the watch along for it. That I my feelings were more I don't know, again, I I feel even more in love with this Liverpool team. And obviously the righteous fury was after the all nothing to do with space. Actually, you know what I mean. It wasn't really them doing. They were just a bunch of a bunch of players who happened to be involved in this game. It was the the Fioris all directed at the ref and the referee team.
2: For you, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was one player from Spurs who I absolutely walked away with hating more than ever, and that was Madison, And that yeah. was all for the little hit tap on the head of Curtis Jones as he's getting sent off and stuff. And I just hated that because he knew it wasn't a red card, and I think the Spurs players all knew, and they played along. You know what I mean. So that really did infuriate me. But there was a defiance come the final whistle for me—a a defiance and, a, and a, a realization that I love this Liverpool side. Yeah. Um, because what they were able to do for the ninety-five minutes and fifty seconds or whatever it was to to keep it level and everything else that we saw, like you know, Klopp doing the big heart thing, and the, they were just warriors on the pitch, weren't they? And Last season, the biggest thing for me that I hated more than absolutely everything was seeing a side fold and capitulate and not give their all. And already this season, that is gone. They are not doing that at all. They are fully invested in this season. They're fully invested in putting absolutely everything they've got every fibre of their being into trying to get a result. And that's the type of thing. No matter how technical or how skillful they are, they're the things that I fall in love with first and foremost. Everything else will come. If you've got that, you know the cops gonna get everything else right. I
1: completely agree with that. That's the thing. It's it's we've had we had good performances last year. Like we had good wins and we good moments. But there was something fundamentally missing from underneath all of it. Whereas I mean that that the thing that's very Kloppian in in, in in his approach is that you recognise what a Jurgen Klopp squad looks like. You know the makeup and the attitude and the endeavour and how they go about approaching a football match. That's what I've seen. It goes back to that Newcastle game. Ever since then, every week I watch them and I, and
3: I fall in love with them even more. What about yeah, you? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you you said in one of your social media posts about how you were jaded after Paris. Yeah. I think the whole team were jaded last year. I think that's exactly what we saw. We saw a malaise from players who just, you know, uh, lost lost the love of the game. And, um, you know, th- suddenly this season, the whole team are just vibrant and energetic and they gel together really well, which I didn't expect, you know. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, well, let's do it. Um, the first <laughs> 25
1: minutes... Um, it was a brilliant end-to-end game of football, Chloe. You know, it was... I described it as NBA Jam football. It was like they'd attack, then we'd attack, and it was, there was, no, it was breathless. And it was good. It was a good, game, entertaining game of football. Um, and then he sends Curtis Jones off. And I can understand... I think this is one of the decisions that I think has got the most people... is kind of divided people the most. And I don't think it's anything like a 50-50 split, by the way. But I think if you watch... If you've if you consumed it live, um, and in the moment, I think there's more sympathy towards Curtis Jones. I think people who've gotten it by a social media and gotten it by by the coverage afterwards, um, and if you were shown by the VAR specifically a still image of the moment where Curtis Jones makes contact with the guy's leg, um, you're probably less inclined to think it was wasn't a red card. What? What's your overall? What was your feeling at the time? Because obviously you're in the stands. I guess you don't get too clear a view of it.
0: No, it was it was down the other end from the the away end. But I don't think anyone inside that stadium were thinking it was going to go to VAR. Not even the Spurs fans, not even the Spurs, the Spurs fans on that side, because as soon as you saw them walk to the screen, everyone was like, "Oh, get in!" And from the Spurs end. and for us, it was like, "What's going on here?" It just looks like to, a, a coming together. Um, and obviously, we're behind Curtis Jones, and there's several other players in front of us, so we could not see what had happened. Uh, but the thing about Spurs' stadium was that they have four massive screens, and then where we were stood, um, there was four little small screens for us to see what was going on and it was very odd compared to the Luis Diaz goal which we'll get onto and I'll, I'll speak why on that but this it said var and it, and it showed it it didn't show us the still image but it did show us the full follow-through of the fact that he's gone to win the ball he's gone to take the ball away from the player but it stopped dead and his foot is because of physics rolled over the ball <laughs> And ended up on the lad's uh, shin. And look... I can see why the ref has given it a red, purely based on the fact that as soon as he's gone over there, he saw someone nearly snap someone's leg yeah. off. And it's like, that is the still image. Then you see it in freeze frames. You don't see it at full speed. You don't see it from the angle at which he's just tried to do a bit of skill and take the ball away. You see it from behind, maybe on side of Basuma, where you don't see that he's got his foot to the ball and his, his foot went over. You just see him go high. Um and yet that one, our end, their end obviously was like, "Oh, it's a really bad tackle. Our end was like, what What can we do? He's like, He's gone over the ball, but it's because he's tried to win it. And that decision, I could at the time, I could get over because I thought to myself, I don't think it's a red, but when the referee has been instantly showing a photo of someone with their studs on that high on someone's shin then, of course, they're going to instantly think to themselves, yeah, I'm not even bothered about it. You've already got in your mind what the end result is yeah, it, and that it's dangerous play.
1: It had real... um are of Gary McAllister against Arsenal for me, Dad, when exactly the same kind of situation, except McAllister, I think he goes to ground with his and his feet roll over the ball and he, he makes contact and get and gets sent off. It's one of them where it's... Because physics is right. It's When you play the game... You, you 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 go in 50-50 with something i've never ever gone in for a 50-50 in my life and anything the most i've ever done is is hope that the ball might go roughly where i wanted to go but you you go in both players go in Hundred percent. You can't afford to not go in hundred percent because you'll get hurt if you if you go in and you're not committed. So both players go in. Nobody knows where it's going to go, but there's no malice or intent on it to hurt the other player. And
3: that's where I think Curtis has
1: been is ultimately a bit unlucky. I mean,
3: his his initial reaction when he was shocked that he was even being given a foul against, he, yeah. he was really shocked. And I think if you know the player. The fact that his foot was on top of the ball meant he was trying to pull the ball away from, like he does. Yeah. He pulls the ball away and controls it. I think that's exactly what he was trying to do. And he misjudged the fact, the momentum of the ball, as, as Chloe said, in terms of the physics. You put your foot on a rolling ball, you roll forward, And someone kicks it, it underneath yeah. at the same mm-hmm. time. And, you know, so I, I, I was shocked that he get he, he did. Uh, I actually, when I looked at it, I thought, yeah, fair enough. He's going to give a yellow. You know, because you would, wouldn't you, as a ref, you'd yeah. give a yellow for that, and you'd think, yeah, okay, that's that's fair enough. But then when they call him over to the to the monitor, I think to myself, what the hell are they doing? And then of course you see the leg breaking part of the tackle in a still image. I mean, it's it's like um, it's, it's advertisers use it all the time. Yeah. Your psychology will tell you that if you see that first and foremost, it's already imprinted. And it's in held your brain. for
2: ten seconds. Yeah. Absolutely, you walk, you're walking towards it and you're seeing it. Well, let's not forget here, John, that the entire time that he's walking towards it, we know what the VAR will talk them through, what they're about to see. Yeah, yeah, So on the screen in front of you right now, you can see that Curtis Jones studs up on the player's yeah. leg. This is as he's walking over there. That they're going to be reaffirming their viewpoint to the referee as he's making his way to the screen. And then they continue to show the evidence from one side. Yeah, to justify
3: the, their decision. To
2: justify there. their decision, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if they'd have shown that one replay where it's behind Curtis and is, you see his legs in it, and you realise he's this side of the football where he connects with it, yeah. and then the rollover happens, that's when you need to have... not. I'm not I don't think you need to have played the game for this, actually, I, you know, I think playing the game helps helps with an understanding of it. But anybody can see that it's not serious foul play. Yeah, that's the that's yeah. the difference. Is because if it goes if he goes over the ball first, serious foul play. No problem whatsoever. Yeah. But he doesn't. Yeah. So it's not serious foul play. It's,
0: it's also the angle of which you can clearly see Curtis Jones has got the ball. It's <laughs> not like he's gone over the ball. Yeah. He's gone to the side of the ball. Yeah. And yeah. his foot fell over the ball. And his studs aren't up when yeah. he's gone to make the challenge. The reason his studs are up is because the ball's just gone under him. Yeah. And the problem that he has then is he's now off balance. He's got one leg that's gone that way. So he's got to stop himself somehow. He can't. He can't pull out, he can't move any other way. That's his momentum. And it's gone into Persumer because Persumer's right there.
1: For me, again, what you we were saying about it, but you said about the knowing the player, it's the context the whole thing. And this is what the referee should see. Because the referee, he's immediately there and he goes, oh, yeah. Like he's laughing, going, "Oh, you know, it's one of them." You get, it. you get it, ref. It's one of them, isn't it? I've, you can see, I've not meant to. I've not meant to can do it. Straight
2: to apologise. Yeah, to he goes. I like, well.
1: goes. I know I've caught in it, but obviously, you can see I've not meant to. It's just one of those stupid things, isn't it? And he's then, is shocked that he gets the yellow. But you're right. You know, he, he would be because he knows there's no intent. But you make contact with the leg.
3: I think we Referee's also, taking no chances of yeah. letting him get off with it. Yeah, but a yellow is the right decision yeah. in those circumstances. But
1: then, places. and as you say, it's the leading. It's like if you go to some, it's like I always say there's a there's a way of talking about things that leads the person. So if you say, like Have you seen this now? When you're looking for something, it gives someone immediately the way of going, No, no. Because you've effectively told them that the negative is the is the, is, is the answer, so you go into that and go straight towards the worst possible point of it. They, they they again they, they, it feels like they decided, the VAR are trying to convince straight off the bat that it should be and not and because yeah and you had right, the choice of angles the whole thing I've never seen it used like that before where they as we said at the time it was like the decision-making on Twitter, where you just put the still image out and go, how was this not this? Or how did they miss this open goal? And you put the worst possible timed frame out there and, and encourage the judgment from that. That's Surely that's not what it's about. It's about saying, yeah, I have another look at the whole incident and and get a clearer look at it and then make your mind up. But they've gone, nah, yeah, the, this is what we want you to look at.
0: The other thing is spares at home last season and this was I saw this on Twitter because obviously in that moment we inside the stadium we don't get to see the loads of replays that mm-hmm. everyone else does um, so like especially for Luis Diaz's goal I didn't have a clue I was like "Oh, must be a clear and obvious offside that must have <laughs> I'm like my god it didn't look but like he must have been but for that, that tackle, I remember Spurs at home last season and it was being brought up again. Skip makes a shocking challenge on Lewis Diaz but doesn't get sent off. And it's for the exact same reason, because the ball is moved and... I think I'm pretty sure the PGMOL or whatever they're called came out and said, well, the reason it's not a red card is because his foot has had to follow through because he slipped over the ball, because he's made contact with the ball and it's mm. gone a different direction. Therefore, it's not intentional, it's not serious foul play. And that rule being used in this instance, but then not being used on Satti, yeah. is exact. It shows that they're just. It,
1: yeah, it does and we, we, and we end up in what about any ter- territory yeah. where we're trying to pu- we're pulling out a million examples and some might support it. There'll be loads that go against
3: it, but we shouldn't do it. It, it. it speaks to the inconsistency of the whole of the whole thing. Yeah, at best inconsistency, and at worst, you know, it's corruption, isn't it? I mean, and even if it's not corruption, everyone thinks it is yeah. because of what what's happening. What
2: an aptitude, if if it's not corruption, isn't it? I mean, there's a there's a line in Paul Tompkins absolutely unbelievably long and brilliant article um, on the refereeing and stuff and in his conclusion and roundup he says Simon Hooper was ranked the worst referee by ex-ref and head of refs Keith Hackett in an article last year, Keith Hackett says in 2022, sadly I believe he is not up to the standard required of a Premier League referee, his mobility is below the standard expected of an elite referee and it means he becomes detached from play and then makes errors, I would remove him from the list, that was written last year about him, he's not probably got any fitter
1: Unless he's had a real a real glow up over the summer Which it, it, it didn't appear that way um, I'm going to move things on but we've got a bunch of super chats That I wanted to catch up on before we carry on with the rest And that the, there are uh, a sizable number of these So don't worry about it um, the, the detective uh, says Love the shirt, uh, apparently Spares fans are making A similar one for Simon Hooper I think you're talking about the jumper there um, The next one comes From duh, duh, duh. Sorry we've had loads of comments on this Believe it or not um, Simon Hammett um, says I can't believe the audio still hasn't been released I, I wonder um, why with the lack of transparency mm-hmm. things will never change great vid as always lads and lasses uh, Jeremy uh, Jamio, says uh, officials feel a siege mentality against them and want to protect each other more than the integrity of the game that's why they hesitated to correct absolutely totally and utterly agree on that one um, and Hawks says um, England you disposition to ref the game for uh, for The ref on the red card, Darren England. yeah. Um, which is the first time, but not the last VAR was used incorrectly that game, yeah. Absolutely, mate. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, we'll carry on with the rest of the decisions. Um, because yeah, Liverpool go down to 10 men. And look, you can't help it, but you're thinking, well, look, you know, we, we've had this a couple of times. It's not, mm-hmm. not got
3: the worst they results. How, they know how to play with 10 men. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, well, we well we drilled in the, in the art of 10 men football. And actually, you know, thinking Newcastle, maybe we can hang in the game, keep it tight. Maybe the second half, you can get into something. No, Liverpool, score. <laughs> um, Salah plays the ball through to Luis Diaz. Diaz goes through. Brilliant finish into the bottom corner. <laughs> class. It was like
0: Darwin you Nunes' know, finish. It was yeah. just drilled.
1: Yeah. And um, immediately, because because I, I was trying to explain this on a live show this morning. Chris and I were watching the game. We do the watch along. We have the commentary on mute because we're doing our own. So we have to go a lot of the time. You, you know, we don't hundred percent know. There's people in the ground commentating who know things that we don't. We have to guess based on the images. Sometimes it's like a like a, book. It's like, like a referee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guess based on it's an like image. Those <laughs> <with> no, <laughs> you know, books with no words. As a kid, and you've got to tell, you describe the actions in in junior school and. I was celebrating and you went, oh no, I think it's offside that. Because Diaz went, oh, and slumped. And then by the time I looked up from my celebrations, the camera had cut to the, the offside for like, okay, well, it, 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 they've given offside. And then they go and they bring the, the replay up. And at the first glance, you're like, that looks pretty onside to me. Pretty onside. I can't say with absolute certainty. And I think I said at the time, the only way is that there's some sort of mad... The, the very him. end of Diaz's sleeve might be closer than his, than his feet are to that, to making him offside. Um, I was convinced he was on. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know, but ultimately, convinced. yeah, yeah, it, it looked it looked pretty conclusively onside. Um, we didn't see lines drawn. It went to that screen of checking disallowed goal and then all, of, again, I've seen it back since. The commentary team's on, any coverage you want to choose are all like, well, that, that's on. That's on side. That that's going to be given as a goal, and then it just isn't. Um, and this is the one Dad, that's caused all the real fury amongst it all. This is the centre point of all of this. This is the this is the the mistake that launched the 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 the, the acknowledgement, not apology, from PGMOL statement, Liverpool's counter statement,
3: which we'll come on to. Um, he's on side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the trouble with all the other things, the sendings off and all the rest of them, PJMOL referees can make reasonable cases yeah. for why they've done it's it. It's
0: not factual.
3: Yeah, yeah, they can always so find an excuse for why it happened. And I heard it on the telly this morning about the the non, the non first booking of Jota today, whereas the, the, there was a referee saying, oh, yeah, the referee's view was, you know, of, you know and all that all that rubbish. But... This is plain and obvious. It They've clearly made a decision which has massive consequences. It's not just that we didn't get a goal. It's not just that we didn't get a draw in the game or even won it. It's that we could lose out on millions of pounds if we're further down the league at the end of the year than we should have. We could even lose the title by a goal. I mean, that's happened to us before. Mm -hmm. You know, never mind a point. And there's all sorts of consequences. What if he doesn't get the golden boot because he, you know, he had this gold? The consequences are just phenomenal. And I, I hear all these people now backtracking and trying not to cause too much, don't cause too much fuss. Gary simple decision and all, you know, blah blah blah, human error. It's not that. I mean, it's 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 absolutely vital for the viability of the game that you can actually count on a decision. Offside, I mean, if you can't do that, then go away. Yeah, take VR and, and clear off with it. Yeah, you know, you and you watch talking about the audio. I've watched a lot of the rugby recently because I've I'm old now and I need things to do every time. <laughs> and they tell it everything. The yeah. VAR people tell you what they're, what, what they're viewing and what they're thinking. And then they talk to the referee about it and, and then the referee announces exactly what they've decided. And the, the fans already know because they've listened to every word. Yeah. I mean, the fact that these guys, shysters, are saying you can't listen to what we, what we said. Yeah. It's like, you know, do you remember that thing
1: where during lockdown, well, obviously we weren't in that because we, we weren't for a legitimate company, but like people were having their time monitored, like you had to press keystrokes on your computer so people could prove that you were working at home. And lots of people got really antsy about that. The people who got really antsy about that were the people who, who went in the bath when they should have been sat at their computer doing the, the work. And that's what it kind of feels like to me is it just comes back to what are you, what are you hiding? And you said it before, yep. and this is my key takeaway on this: you're either hiding that you are incomprehensibly stupid and terrible at your job, or you're hiding your corruption, and that it can't be—it literally can't be anything other than that. Because if it was, because if it, we're talking human error, and I—I I don't disagree with the idea of human error. My my takeaway on on Saturday night was. If you're gonna do human error, fine. But humanize the referees. Let's stop. Let's stop trying to make VAR sound like it's a computer, this supercomputer that works all these things out. Let's 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 talk about the names of these people. Let's get to know them a little bit better. Let them come out in front of camera after the fact or whatever and discuss these decisions.
3: They've said though, haven't they? It was human error, you know. And that and they want you to go away then. And yeah. walk away and say, "Oh yeah, human error. We've all made mistakes." Yeah. The fact yeah. is, they haven't told us what the human error was. What was it? Well, no, but, they, but they've intimated at it, and this is the thing that, that gets me, Dad.
1: Is that the reason that they've they've that's been that's been not directly come out. Is it came out via Dale Johnson, didn't it? Who does the VAR watch for ESPN? And the reason was that the the VAR team incorrectly thought that
3: the goal had been given on the pitch. Yeah. So they were just running what the What they chef. don't say is why did they think that? Oh No, no, and no I, idea why they thought that. Yeah. What what are they not watching the screens? And this is the point dad is that there are three people in a room whose job it is They're to watch the match on the back telly. of the room and not watching the telly. What I mean, what why Exa- what were they doing ex- that they didn't see it? Exactly. How is that not how is that not having what sorry go on Chloe.
0: And not just have they not seen that. You can perfectly have... So if you've just not been watching, if you've just been making a brew or something, you've missed that vital, important part of your job that you're supposed to be doing, bear in mind, if this was... Any of us in massive companies where we just potentially lost multi-billion pounds for our company, we'd be sacked like that. We wouldn't be given the day off next week. Don't you worry. You sit in your house on your couch with a beer or a cup of tea next week with a takeaway and you sit there and watch other refs make the problems and go... You know what? I reckon I should do this more. Maybe if I get more decisions wrong, I'll have more weekends off. How that? How that is the consequence of being crap at your job? I'll never understand. Yeah, have a
3: week off is not fixing the problem. No, no. Um, Thank God they're not on stakeout watching for the criminal arriving. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, all of them miss it. Yeah,
0: it's it's one thing to think it's offside. It, It to think the goal has been given it's another to then straight after you've seen that still see the the linesman's flag up still see the ref with his arm up pointing at where the ball is seeing Spears get ready to take a free kick see how Liverpool fans and Liverpool players aren't celebrating see that the ball isn't going to the kick-off spot the halfway line to do a kick-off seeing that Spears are in Liverpool's half none of these things would happen if that goal was given as a goal if, on field how, so many it's, mil-
3: how many millions of people want watching television screens and realised that it had been given offside? Yeah. How many? And uh, the only three people in the whole world... Whose job it was. Who, whose job it was, didn't see it. Yeah.
2: That's what, and this good you know the through. giveaway was the whistle. Big <laughs> fucking loud whistle there was. Yes. And this fella with a flag up, right? And the, 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 that, that was the and giveaway.
0: And like, celebrating. But, they,
1: they, but they're all mic'd up. Yeah. So the, the, even the linesmen the assistant referees are mic'd up as well mm-hmm. so surely they can hear the guy, i i've I, unless he's gone like sh- and put his up. I, I'm pretty certain he's gone offside because he's communicating, he's letting the referee know yeah. to, blow the, to blow the whistle. So they'll have heard that. You know what? Again, I I want to just be in that room. I want to hear and see exactly how they re- how they react to it. I never
0: hear that. Audio I would be astounded. So, yeah. Because so that would sorry, clear you,
2: you seem. Does every is everyone okay with the fact that they just say check complete? No. Right. For everything, I bet you they don't. But they don't. I bet you they don't say check complete for everything. I bet you they say check complete on site. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's what they're supposed to say. Well, how stupid would it be if he just said check complete, and, and that was all it was? You've got to have a conversation. Did now they, we can see that he's on stadium onside. because
3: normally no. an it comes across ch- uh, check complete, offside, or check complete. the was wording
2: the was Checking disallowed goal, Should. and normally it says checking goal possible
3: offside. But then they normally f- announce afterwards. What At the some stadiums, was. I don't know whether they have ours, to say it.
0: Ours do. But the thing is, is where with Curtis' Jones foul, you got the VAR saying possible serious foul play or something. After then he'd been given a red, the replay came up of him grabbing to win the ball and then taking it away from the defender but actually getting over the ball. So, like, we got to see that. With Lewis Diaz, the Liverpool fans were still celebrating Liverpool. A lot of Liverpool fans hadn't realised that flag had gone up. And I'd realised, and I was like, lads, the flag's up, like, and then all of a sudden, I was like, "VAR, please do something." And by the time I'd said, "VAR, please do something," the whistle had gone. It played on. All you saw on the screen was VAR checking this allowed goal or something. Did they announce it over the tannoy? Didn't I? Don't they didn't announce it. There was no replay. We didn't even get to see what you saw on TV, which we did get to see because you're Curtis not meant Jones to what? be
1: able to show you don't you're not allowed to because show controversial incidents in, yeah. in the in the stadium on the on so the screen. None
0: of us inside that stadium got to see what had happened. So as soon as it it must have been 30 seconds. It was if really
3: that. fast. You, you see it on the telly and you think, God, oh, that was fast. Yeah. Man. You don't even normally they stop and you wait and you wait and you wait and you wait, and you wait till them draw the lines and then they show do you, you know the lines. Do you
1: know what it was Dad? Is when you play in Monopoly, right? And someone lands on your property and you, you quickly move on you, because of, you yeah. you grab the dice as quickly as you can and you roll because you are trying to influence an outcome there that's what it feels like to me and, and i and i, I fucking hate this conspiracy theory Bullshit in fucking life. It's dead easy to create conspiracy theories. And I think we have we create a worrying amount of them where there's they're not they're not the case. More often than not, people are stupid and people make stupid decisions. And I think there's definitely loads of elements to that. And I think we can run through it and look and say, yeah, here's all the decisions that where Simon Hooper's just probably a shit referee. But I can't I can't get over three people. The three people were sat in a room and all thought that, that goal had been given. And at no point went. Oh shit, oh, stop, 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 Ah, ah, stop. We've, no we've got this wrong stop 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 and I know the idea is once that's taken they saying they can't go then go back I'm sorry but that's fucking bullshit it, yes, is. it is it's
0: absolutely yeah, gorgeous.
3: And I, I put a tweet it out t- the other night the game saying the goes out the window because they can't go back it's stupid
1: uh, how often have you
2: seen a penalty be taken for a goalkeeper coming off his line that's, that's actually taking it back how often have you seen yeah. a throw in taken by the wrong team and mm-hmm. the referee's just gone wasn't your throwing it was their throwing yes. that's exactly the same how many times have you seen a free kick for a wall moving or a ball moving or something they take take all of these things back
0: a corner so, that comes in but he's already he's blowing the whistle because people have been wrestling exactly. instead of just giving there's loads the loads. there's
2: loads of times yeah. where they take the game back to the right decision or the, or the starting points and, and that's the thing that's it's kind of infuriating is it but the time of it you know when Everton spent Three minutes 20, the VAR spent three minutes 20 or whatever it was checking their goal and still actually didn't get that decision right either because there's a defender, a striker uh, or a midfielder forever and he's wrapped the goalkeeper up with his legs who wasn't counted in the offside decision, by the way. But anyway, that's another thing, isn't it? So they do this time over and over again and how did they not get it right? And I don't think there is three people who get it wrong, by the way. I think there's one. And I think it's the assistant VAR. And I think the others have said... There is a problem, and I, that's why I don't think the audio is. So you think out.
0: Darren England? Because Darren, Darren
2: England's the only person who is able to tell the referee yeah. one way or but the other. But this is that the that thing:
0: happens. if the so, as soon as inside that ground, because Liverpool fans were still celebrating and the ball had kicked off for a spares free kick, and instantly you thought to yourself. I must have been miles offside, then, not for it to be that... Like, it mustn't have been as close as we all think it was. And, like, you just get on with it because we don't know the difference. We've not seen it like everyone else has. We just move on. And then at half-time, I saw people nudging me and going, look at this, look at this still image. And I was like, no, surely like there's an arm or something. Like I was at half time, I drilled it into my mind that Lewis Diaz was offside in some way. I dr- because I was like, there's just, there's the no possible way. The LFC TV commentary,
1: so you they to go, well that's on, uh, John Bradley's going, well that's onside there. And then they go, well, there must be something we just haven't seen yeah. here. There must be. And we were trying to speculate, I is was it a off the pitch? Has the bar you know, camera not picked I, it up? I, I or, was
2: convinced that the reason that, that it was, they couldn't see the football. I was convinced that that was the only way because on all of those things, Salah and, and the Tottenham player, are in the way of the football. Yeah. And I just wondered whether they couldn't prove when it left his foot. That was my. That was the only viable nope. explanation. No, nope. no, 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 nope. no. It no. wasn't.
1: It was that they genuinely, mistakenly believed that the goal had been given on the pitch and their job was to just confirm that it was a goal. So they confirmed
3: they confirmed that it was that's the, that's their but story. But it it the thing push. that annoys me probably. But it's also their job to make sure the referee finds that out, isn't it? You know, not you know not yeah, to yeah. let the game carry on thing, without it.
2: The thing that annoys me probably the probably one of the mo- one of the most is that We've been told for three years it's binary. There is no human error involved in offside decisions. Since VAR has been put in three or four years now, you can't get it wrong you've lied to me for this many years and you can get it wrong because we have obviously seen it where they've drawn it from the wrong person. So there is all, and there always has been a human side to the VAR on offside decisions. So why do you tell us we can't, you can't get it wrong?
3: Because they want you to believe VAR is the way to go. The- I, mean, if, if you, if, I mean, VAR was sold to us as cutting out human error. It was going to make those decisions which were clearly wrong, it was going to make sure they never happened and here they are still happening.
0: The, the other thing for me that really does my head in is Howard Webb came on Sky Sports a couple of weeks ago, and to make them look boss, he put on this audio of what... The VAR room was saying to the ref, and the VAR room turned around and went, "Are you mate? Yeah, that's no goal. Uh, and the reason why is because of this. So check complete, no goal. So you tell me why Dad in England all of a sudden is just saying check complete. And it, look, How? I, because all the footage that Howard Webb put in front of us the other day told us that they were saying this, this, this. The reason that it's for the whatever they've said, and then they went on to say." Goal or no goal? Check complete.
1: Yeah, I know, and and again, and look, just to, on the flip of that, if they if they if and if we believe what they're saying, it, that it does follow that they go, yeah, yeah it's fine, then carry on. Because if they think the goal's been given, they've had a quick look and go, yeah, look, it's clearly on side. We don't even need to bother doing the lines or really going into that. You fine, carry on, carry on. But I just find I can't. I just can't believe on I honestly find, I just think it's impossible I think I yeah, think yeah. I, I think they think we must think we're fucking stupid if they believe yeah. and it's, and I think they're relying on the fact that I don't think enough people really think about the process of what they what the experience it is to be a VR we've seen it loads and didn't during the World Cup where they have got those little cameras and you can see them sat in front of the, the screens and and then they've got sometimes they had like someone else hovering behind them just to make sure they're doing the job it's to people sat in a room looking at the telly and, and with, with with
3: audio connections to the officials yeah. in the stadium. What kind of arrogance have they got that they think they can play guard and say, oh, well, we've made a mistake, just
2: They're just covering their own arses. That's what yeah, it comes do. down to at the end of the day. But let's think it from Chloe's point of view, right? Checking goal offside, whatever, however you want to term it, right? And the answer to it is check complete. And you're in the middle and you can't see the TV screens that they're looking at. As a ref, you go, great. What did you find out?
1: <laughs> was, was he
2: again? onside or offside? Yeah. Because check complete doesn't really help me in this tell scenario. You uh, map,
3: really.
2: uh, would you like six, eight, or ten? Yes. Which one, mate? Yeah. Six, eight, or fucking ten?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. The the other thing is that like I, I I just genuinely don't believe how you can sit there and tell me that all of these things I've came together to make you come up with that excuse and make that they don't add up. They don't fit <coughs> because however you've done it in the past hasn't fitted this way. Also, every time I've seen an offside, I've always seen a pair of lines. I've always seen a pair of lines. Why this time? Even if you're saying that you've put the lines on, why is no one else in the fucking world seeing these the lines, lines on? They they the time? Lines on? They but they time? said they have. No,
2: they, 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 Someone they came out and they said, said, they said that Dale Johnson on his ESPN yeah. thread said the lines were drawn, but you won't have drawn the lines in 15 seconds. It takes too long. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's the thing they said. We did draw the lines, yeah. We, we saw he was on they side. Went, they It's they just went The yeah. fucking line. You can see them. Yeah, yeah,
3: someone's drawn the lines post-match. I still want to know why they made the error. I still want to know why they could how it was allowed to not screens. be
1: not be questioned the call back how yeah, did no one in that a, room go
0: it's better it's a, for the game
1: but no, no, no one in the room go uh, hang on a second look let's actually look at the screens in front of us and, and actually see what's actually happening in the game we, we're looking at the wrong thing here we've got the wrong end of the stick uh, were they too paralyzed by it is too so again is it there's nobody cuz of this cuz they know the mic up Even though the odoo never gets out, really, are they too scared to question Dan in England because he's making the mistake? And this goes back to it, and this is where you come back to the corruption thing. If you told me that this was the game where we finally found out that there was paid corruption in in the Premier League refereeing, I would not be shocked in the slightest. Because, Um, sorry, Chloe, because. And we do this a lot. I've we've how many times we sat on podcasts over the years and gone. That was the worst refereeing performance I've ever seen. This is like I'm I'm angry about it two days later because I can because I can't. Fathom it. It's like when you've lost something, and you haven't lost it. Someone's t- someone's robbed you, and your brain can't work out why something's not there anymore because you can't retrace your steps. Something's been taken from you. This none of this sits comfortably with me because it's so unusual. But it's and not then when you start one, to go, it's
3: not even the referee anymore. No, You're no. Not but saying, this is, this this is not the what worst referee. You're in starting the to go through. Team, isn't it? We're starting
1: to go through everything now. And the decisions that I would let go, they would be a decision in isolation. I go, that's a terrible refereeing decision. But I can't help now but look at we're down to, we're down to nine men, and Sobers like counter attack. We win the ball back, and he counter attacks, and he buys us a corner, and and the referee cancels the advantage that he's given yeah. to give us a free kick midway inside their half instead of us getting a corner off the back of it. What the fuck are you doing? You mean like, you stopped the play and brought it back? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what are you? I'm sorry, but what are you doing? Like that again? These are the. There's, there's that. There's no one batting an eyelid when Joe Gomez gets a first touch on the ball in the penalty area, then gets then gets cleaned out off off the back of it. Nobody even breathes a, a, a word of that. That's probably a penalty if we're being if we're being perfectly honest on it. There's Mohamed Salah. Getting, getting the ball on the right existing. wing, cutting inside, having, a, having a a, a, the lightest of tussles and getting a freaky and then getting annoyed and then getting a yellow card because he he's actually it's the new it's the new system of things. Don't speak out against referees, you'll get a booking. Then uh, Diogo Jota being sent off rightly for the second yellow. By the way, the second yellow. Yeah, give me yellow all stupid. day for that. By the stupid. way, it's stupid from Jota. Uh, a doji's on the ground telling the referee to book him. Uh, on a yellow card. On a yellow. On a yellow card himself. I'm sorry, but uh, McAllister got booked for that. We've seen players booked for that already. Trent got booked for yeah. to throwing the ball, yeah. throwing the ball away. Uh, Massive scores the own goal. Romero runs into the crowd. On a yellow, takes his shirt off, holds his shirt up to the fucking crowd. By the way, and doesn't get doesn't get a say. Every one of these is individual human error. I'm sorry, but when you add all of them up, plus three people in a room who aren't who who have. Seen they complete failed to see the referees,
3: uh, uh, the assistant referees offside. Of Fine already for that. Liverpool have uh, been fined 25 of, uh, grand
1: automatically for the amount of the yellow cards you've I'm sorry. And let's not forget
2: that in all of this, Darren England on Thursday night was in the UAE.
1: Working in a country in, for for the, for the country's league that owns Manchester City, and again on an exhibition match, and he flew back into the country on Friday, which is
2: well far enough, by the way, to get jet lag. That was commissioned by Howard Webb. He gave him permission to go over, I, and earn his actions. I want dough. to
3: know: Did they ask for him specifically to go, or was Ooh. it a? Did Howard Webb make the decision who who went? I want to know that question. I want that question answered.
0: You know what the PGMOL could do to clear not everything up, but the biggest mistake that they've done is just release the audio they're from the VARM. Don't release the audio telling check complete. I don't care they're about not that. They're not going to release the audio. They won't. And that shows there is something there that they're trying to hide because if there's if you've got nothing to hide aside from just people being stupid, release the audio and then at least we I can turn little around little, and little, say, so what an Sorry,
1: Chloe, the thing is, these people... The referees, I've spent, I've got a lifetime of abuse behind them, and I mean, like they've come up through the, the grassroots pyramid. Every referee's got to go through. I saw Chris Williams talk about it's like a fifteen-year process to get to be an elite referee. So you've had nothing but abuse the whole time, because everyone hates referees at every level of football. No respect whatsoever. And so they are, you've got a little club of them. They are little mates and they do protect each oh, wow. other because, you see, it, it is, it is, it's a, it's a, but it's a really They're off sad as well, according are, to Tom um, But, but the they've got each other's backs on all this. So, and they are, they don't want other ones to look stupid because you should Mike Dean come out and admitted as much that he didn't give decisions because he wants to protect his mate. They do, that's human again. in weirdly, I actually don't even have a huge problem with that, but it comes down to this thing. They are so scared. Of people thinking they're rubbish at their job, that yeah, they are prepared okay. to risk people thinking they're actually in the pockets of someone, that rather than actually have people see that uh, unequivocally that they are shit at their jobs. And this goes back to I I, I can't just help but wonder because you know when you have like um, betting scandals come out, mm. it's when someone gets greedy. And someone goes too far, and it's when you have it. Just you know, it's a red flag. So if you're looking at like betting patterns in in the Brazilian league, and there's just too many yellow cards in it, and too many people betting on too many yellow cards, this is that for me. Yeah. I can yeah. I can write away. Sure, can, your
3: sins will find you. I out. can
1: I can laugh off. Let like, come on, we all just think referees are shit. Everyone thinks there's a conspiracy against them and their football club. But this is like. There's just yep. too much in this one for me to think that it's all this, this rosy is and human editing. The
0: first time in my entire life I've I've thought to myself watching Liverpool I think someone's being paid off, yeah. I think something's actually happened behind the scenes. There can't be this many individual errors on that one thing alone and two, three people in a room not realising so many different things, so many different easy points to realise that that is not being given a goal, that I physically can't sit here and see anything, but someone's something's gone wrong on the back there and they've done it because of something else. Because they've been bribed to, because I don't know how you get to that conclusion. I don't know how in the seconds after you've said check complete, you've not seen the fact that the ball is not on the halfway line and not getting ready for kickoff. You've had time and time and time again to step in after you've made the wrong decision to correct your decision, and you haven't. It took far too long for them to come up with an excuse, by the way. Mm -hmm. That that statement, I was on the coach getting out of London by the time that statement had came on. Like the statement came on towards the end of Sky Sports coverage. Yeah. We'd waited over. I believe an hour that got
1: sent half.
2: to I believe that got sent to Liverpool during the game. Just that really? just of interest. Yeah, because yeah, they said they we were
1: waiting until the end. it says we were waiting until the end
3: the conclusion of the game to then to do more. Could so it was sure reported enough. that it was an hour after the game that yeah. Howard Webb sent it. I just well, wanna I, mean, I think Liverpool have asked for the audio, haven't they? I'll, I'll, i if they, I'll they have don't, sure. if they don't get it, then they could legally <gasps> go to court and, and,
2: and demand that they get it. The other thing that I don't get here is like, this is when I, I, I think stuff's going to come out. PGMOL is a business. It's a registered limited company that's there to make money. That always makes me a little bit like what's going on here. Like um, Anyway, I wonder if they've got something to do with VAR technology. Again, I'm just sort of spinning. Is there another rival VAR? That... Well, there's jobs
1: for three extra referees a game in the Premier yeah. League when VAR exists. So there's tens of thousands every game that's going back into their
3: little... Guys it's maybe the, the, little, group, the, the, the little automated
2: French. VAR might get yeah. rid of that. Yeah, the like super yeah, Self-checkout, yeah. Tesco's yeah. type Somewhere of thing. Like a you know I mean. time,
3: each of them, don't they? The VAR, there VI. are, I think,
2: yeah. retainers of £30,000 a year, circa an 850 <clears throat> quid a game. Reps are up to <clears throat> hundred and twenty grand a year, 1500 for a Premier League game or something ridiculous like yeah. that. I mean, it, it's mean, crazy.
1: Protecting
2: so, the little... And... Excuse the, <clears throat> If I was Howard Webb, for example, right, and you're in charge of this, I would want them to get better. So how do you make them get better? Well, you have to open up their decisions to the public. You have to, you have to, there has to be some jeopardy for them to improve. I think we've found this out over the years in ourselves and anybody who's worked somewhere is when it's and you don't really have targets. You just do what you do when it's not cushy and you've got targets, everybody ups the game.
1: Yeah, but now, there's a crisis to be met. You exactly. Go, going, so referees,
2: doing. if you know, if they were under the duress or stress of having to get decisions right, they'd be better at their jobs. Yeah. I think that's an important point. So, you know, if you were a business, the PGMOL, you would probably do that. And going back to Chloe's point, sorry, before I wrap this part up, Chloe's point before about sitting a referee down. Well, look, you, you do something bad in a in, in, on the road and you break the speed limit. You don't just not drive for a couple of weeks. You go on a course, yeah, a speed yeah. awareness course. Yeah. Yeah. But the refs don't.
1: <laughs> Offside flag
2: awareness actually, course. <laughs> right, and if you're if you want someone to improve Communicating at football, with the referee. okay, if you want to, someone to improve at football, you're not going to say sit out for two weeks. Training, training. <laughs> right. So why are the refs going? Sit out for a couple of weeks, lose your match fitness. We'll get you back in in a couple of weeks. Sam, are you mad? Take Come on, off, yeah. I
3: mean, basically, they're a monopoly, aren't they? Yes. They, they. I mean, they should really lose their contract for some of the rubbish exactly. that's been going on. Mm-hmm. And and I can't believe that the the VAR guys are the same guys who also referee the matches. I. For me, they should never even meet. Yeah. They should be totally separate yeah. from each other. Yeah. And sweet. how the Premier League can think they're the best league in the world and not go and get the best referees, and Saudi Arabia are trying to do it now. They're, they're, trying not, to the they're not trying
2: country. to get the best. They're,
3: they're trying, trying to get us. They're trying to get they the best. are trying to get The ones that you can pay you the ones that you <laughs> <It's> can pay <laughs> off. It's yeah. easy. So we should go out and buy the best referees in the world and we should have two groups who never meet, some on VAR and some on the yeah. other stuff. And, you know, I want, then, to, then I want you to move get this, rid of this well, even even the suspicion of corruption is going to destroy the game
2: absolutely yeah. before we do then the independent panel I told you this before that the, the, the Premier League set up last season to review refereeing decisions has someone from the PGMOL independent review panel someone from the PGMOL someone from the Premier League and three ex-football players that's not independent no. that's just more people to look at something who have got skin in the game yeah
1: absolutely uh, we're <clears> continuing <throat> with this but moving on I just to catch them on the Super chest and then I want to talk about Liverpool statements and, and, and what where this kind of moves the story forward um, I put it up on the screen earlier but we didn't we didn't read it from Iggy LFC usually people get sacked for doing their job badly Premier League referees get one week off no accountability whatsoever LFC is 100% correct to do something uh, is their take on, on that one um, we have got another couple here once I find them back because there's been a lot there have been more than one or two uh, com- uh, comments in the uh, chat here. Let me get this one. Uh, Nigel Jones says, every excuse that has been offered simply doesn't add up. Surely one of them had to notice that our score hadn't changed. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd think, wouldn't you? That would make some sort of logical sense to me. Um, 8-1-1-Y-T, this is a joke, really. United got a penalty after full-time, by yeah. the way. Yep, yep. We've seen that Out, of, it,
2: out of interest... What do we think is going to happen? Because I Nothing. think all that's going to happen is they're going to make everyone given a goal until it's proved not a goal. And then it doesn't it doesn't matter which way they go. Then I think every one of those where the linesman doesn't put his flag up, I think is always going to be given as a goal. And then the VARs are to say whether it was or what, it wasn't a goal. I think that's the way that they move forwards on that. Um,
3: but that that just gives the light of the fact that it's um, automated and is always correct, doesn't it? They're actually admitting that they've lied to us all that time, as you've said. It's crazy. Yeah, apologies. I,
1: I, the, the, the comments I was going to get up on screen they have gone a little bit too far, uh, but we've got loads of chats. Let me just quickly bash through. Daniel Maguire said, uh, I know it would be embarrassing to stop the game and say we messed up, but surely it's more embarrassing to carry on like mistakes weren't made. I know. And it's fight or flight, isn't it? People in under pressure make do make mad decisions and it goes back to the human, the human error side of things, but this is not like you've <clears throat> accidentally broken an ornament in the family living room. You're like it's it's you're being recorded. Event Paul. you know what's more embarrassing? Taking it back thirty seconds or playing seventy minutes of a
2: Premier League football match that you know is wrong. Yeah. Huh what's yeah, no, no. <laughs> more embarrassing
1: um, Jay Colleran. we've seen uh, audio from other games before and how they're all constantly in communication there's no chance VAR didn't know the goal was disallowed uh, Dave says in Divisi we had a period where refs gave post-match interviews after controversial moments uh, it was great for transparency but they discontinued it and again because again I get it you Referees get loads of shit, like they do, and they the death threats and all that kind of stuff to come with the violence that's that's wished upon them. But I said you've got you've got to go all in uh, for me. I said make them people. I'll, I'll forget. We're all forgiven more forgiven of human error when you let them be. We have this with Premier League footballers. They're not human anymore. So, I don't, people seem to be happy to throw loads of abuse at them because they don't see them as people who go home and like tuck the kids in and have to read bedtime stories while they've got like absolutely horrendous stuff being sent to them on the phone, saying we all of us would struggle with that. Let's, we need to. But let, honestly, it sounds stupid. Give them a fucking Big Brother style series, whatever. You know what I mean? Have features on the referees. Let's see what they like as people. Let's decide. Let's make our minds up on them. Let's have more. No. But you can't, no, you no, can't no, have human error. No. Let's
2: edit. go masked singer.
1: Right, we, completely uh, the opposite. Watchmen, like their the, the yeah. voices,
2: their voices hidden, but you, the, you hear them talking. Big fucking stupid costumes, so you don't know who it is. Yeah,
3: all that. Yeah, exactly. All the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> or oh, you could have another VAR, who VAR the VAR people. Oh, who who watches? Right. Who
1: watches the Watchmen? Inception VAR. Yeah. Don Draper. Uh, can we have a coach? Welcome to show our appreciation for the boys on Thursday. Also, can we just start calling PGO, PGMOL, pig mole? <laughs> it's easy to say. Yeah, I like that. Um, Dave says apparently. The of appealed Curtis Jones's red card according to Paul Joyce. Uh, Dennis says, Great show, but it's just sending my blood pressure up again. Lance says, The VAR room was <laughs> empty during the Diaz goal. A cleaner opened the door, uh, sorry, cleaned the room and told his supervisor, Check complete. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it's yeah, look, it's ridiculous. The whole thing's fucking mental. Um, let's just go through the Liverpool statement then. Um, are,
2: are you sure it wasn't check C H E Q U E?
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Check
1: the, the check has been signed. Um. <laughs> Liverpool Booker acknowledges pig moles uh, admission of like their failures it. last night it's clear that the correct application of the laws of the game did not occur resulting in sporting integrity being undermined we fully accept the pressures the match officials were under but these pressures are supposed to be alleviated not exacerbated by the existence and implementation of VAR it's therefore unsatisfactory that sufficient time was not afforded to allow the correct decision to be made and there was no subsequent intervention um, That such failings have already been categorised as significant human error is also unacceptable and any and Any and all outcomes should be established only by the review and with full transparency. This is vital for the reliability of future decision making as it applies to all clubs, with learnings being used to make improvements to processes in order to ensure this kind of situation cannot occur again. In the meantime, we'll explore the range of options available given the clear need for escalation and resolution. When I initially read that, Chris, the last line was the one that got me like, "Go ahead," but I, you were talking about in the office this morning, and I totally agree. It's the middle one. It's yeah. the such fail, that such failings have been categorised, already been categorised as a significant human error, is it unacceptable. Yeah,
2: it's it's the only way. That's the thing that annoyed me about that entire statement is Liverpool are right. They've told us the reason without the review. They've told us that it's significant human error without PJMO doing a review. That, you've already told us the answer. It's actually what the VAR did when Curtis Jones got fucking sent off. He told him his answer before he was able to... Not where's he working to, out. Where's he working out. Yeah, that's so, what they do. And that's a, that's a major that's issue said, for that's me.
3: That's why we need to know why. It's I, no good saying we, we thought the, the goal had been given. Why did you think the goal had been given? That's, yeah. that's really important. I, well, it's I What got, were you doing that you didn't know? I
1: got sacked from a job once at a disciplinary hearing. Where you're not meant to, you're meant to do a disciplinary hearing, and then you go away and you you, you discuss the matter, and then you make your decision. But they made they thought a disciplinary hearing was making the decision. That's what they've done here. They go, we're going to conduct this uh, this into into the into the human error. No, that's the that's the results you've told us what you're gonna come up with already. They've tipped the hand, and I think it's because and you see it with Gary Neville soft serving it already, and I don't get I'm, empathy's cool, man. I'm 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 all for it. I don't see why referees need to be if they, if it is if they're just shit then they're shit. And we shouldn't be like we shouldn't be mean about it. You know we the shit. Let's just accept it or find some new ones. Um, but this idea that like they I think they think that's enough. Everyone will go no. Oh we can all get that and I'm seeing it now I'm seeing it in fans of other clubs going yep, it obviously. happens to us too it happens no like let's, and, and I know it always feels like it's us it feels like it's always us that we have to stand up and go I'm sorry but those conditions of football matches are not acceptable we, we need to stand up and do something about it I'm sorry but this the way referee, refereeing's been done is not acceptable we need to do something about it it feels like it's them people got to be the scousers all over again said it affects everyone but we, because it doesn't happen to every club every week, it actually benefits half the clubs every week almost. You're never going to get unity. Tottenham fans don't give a flying fuck that this was this was wrong because they've got the three points and they got the big lad off and 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 they're absolutely made up with it. But when it comes to them next week and actually something goes in our favour next week, we maybe we won't be as hot about it. The whole thing stinks, and I think they genuinely think. I think they've gone. Right, this should this diffuse should it. And we might have to do a bit more, but this is going to do it. I think Liverpool need to press on I mean, significantly. I, saw, with I saw this.
3: Someone, someone posted something on social media, which was a Tottenham guy showing all the things that Liverpool had got away with in Tottenham matches over the last year or two. You know, things that they thought Liverpool players should have been sent off or given offside or whatever. It doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter that they may have got that wrong and we may have been in the wrong and them in the right, and they should feel, you know, aggrieved about it. But that doesn't negate the fact that we're aggrieved now. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, it, what's about, I, what about well, well, What about you? I,
2: I, I find it really interesting because what Liverpool are doing is there will be decisions if something changes and it's done properly, whatever that might be. There will be times where Liverpool are not the beneficiaries yeah. Yeah. of this, and that's what happens. You you get some, you win some, you lose some. Well, the idea is you, you, shouldn't. you shouldn't. Not if the, the decisions should be right. That's all we're fighting for: actual integrity of the rules and the games. There's nothing wrong with that, and Liverpool will. That'll hurt Liverpool at times. So what? As long as it's right.
1: Exactly, yeah.
2: You can live with it. And that's
0: the thing. With this statement, they knew. And straight after in the aftermath, after I got back on the coach, I was seeing Manchester United fans flooding my Twitter going... As if, like, if I was Liverpool, I'd be absolutely furious. And at some point, it comes to an end because they're all like, "Okay, this has gone on too long now and you're still going on about it. You know, why don't we bring up every other scenario that's gone in your favour? People don't
1: want equality. They want the pound of flesh. And Mm. so because your club lost out on something last week, they don't want Liverpool to be the ones who, who don't fall victim of it. But this is the fucking problem. We're no better off I mean maybe I look there's probably something that says on the whole there's more decisions being helped because of the existence of I'm a, a few sure more eyes is. on it the pro- look honestly there probably there the must be the, the just logically there must be more accurate offside decisions for the start will outweigh everything that's kind of that what that went before but it's if we if we're back in this world where we're going like oh well it happens to everyone. That's
3: not right. That's just accepting. Uh, just continuing to accept a shit system. I mean, this didn't happen to everyone. It's, it's a unique. experience. Yeah. everyone acknowledges that this is the only, the only um, example of offside being wrong. Yeah, and there may be others. We don't know, but no, there, was, there was the Arsenal one, wasn't
2: there? Saka where they did yeah. it from the wrong defender.
3: Yeah, and there was one against <laughs> yeah, that was in a different he way. They didn't have the that correct camera th- angle. The,
1: yeah, there was one that against us last season where they didn't the have yeah. the camera That's angle, so they couldn't right. see that it, they couldn't prove it was on or off. And we had one against Wolves where Wolves uh, they couldn't prove that they missed out, and yeah. we got a benefit but for other, that.
0: But other other broadcasters. Around the world had the correct angles where you could see that they were offside. They had to issue statements. And the thing is, is that just because we got away with one here and there, when that Wolves thing came out and Wolves should have gone through, I sat there and thought to myself, that is an absolute shocker of a decision. I wasn't sat there thinking, absolutely get in. I probably came on a podcast and went, how the hell have we got away with that? Like, uh, that's outrageous. And... it wasn't even just Liverpool. The, the, the problem was Liverpool have took, you know, the spotlight because it was the biggest weekend, uh, the biggest game of the weekend. And not just was it the biggest game of the weekend, every single result went in Liverpool's and Spurs' favour the other day. So that had a massive impact on it. You're in a title race in which Liverpool have already lost it by a point twice. In, you That might be City's only lost this season and it wouldn't surprise anyone. You, you're playing against a different kettle. Of fish when you're up against this Manchester City side every single decision counts and on top of that I watched the Brentford game on Sunday and I was outraged at the fact that Brentford didn't have a penalty not my team and I was fuming because it was like surely like you know They've got to get everything right now. Keep it clear as Yeah. Keep it clear as They've got to get something right now because, like, what happened just? they can't have any more heat on, on, on VAR. And then the next game that's on, it's a clear penalty and not a single word is said about it. No VAR looking. And it's like, they, they just... There's no point in it because at least if that offside was given, like Raheem Sterling in the season we lost the league to Manchester City in 13-14 and he scores a perfectly legitimate goal, I can sit there and say, well, you know what, it's like that the speed of light, he's put his flag up, he's got it majorly wrong, it's cost us a title potentially, but he's only had one look at that. These have had time, they've had replays, they've got the entire protocol and system there and they've still done their job wrong.
1: Liverpool, why Liverpool are so wound up about it is that is what you've just said there it's two league titles that they've lost by a point um or goal difference you know what I mean? when it's come down to it's come down to next to nothing the finest of margins they know that, and and when you look at the Paul Tompkins article as well, which look he admittedly says, obviously he'll have a little bit of a Liverpool tinge to it because he's a Liverpool fan, but the data is absolutely objective. It's objective data, it's not subjective data, it's objective data, which means the numbers are the numbers. There's no amount of your bias that can change the numbers being what they are. Liverpool get less decisions than the other top teams in the eight-year period in which he covers. That's just, that's, fact as a result of it, that Liverpool are right, are going to be the ones for whom this is the straw that breaks the camel back, they can't afford to go all even itself out, because it doesn't, because you're playing against Manchester City, and you need everything to be going your way, you need, all you're asking for is fairness everyone's going to work hard, everyone's going to pull, it's an unbalanced playing field because of how they conduct themselves but all Liverpool therefore need is just to be treated with the same level as as everyone else, so that's why, because they can't trust that. Oh, it's all right, it'll do someone else in down the line and then they'll get they'll gain the, the points back. That, that might be the season it might, done. It might,
2: it might do someone else in down the line, but it might favour City. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because uh, it has in the past, you know, the Rodri penalty and all that type of oh stuff, the God, handball John. and all that. The, the funny thing is for me, I think, you know, the, the timing of this is horrendous in terms of conspiracy theories, isn't it? Because... Obviously, you've got Darren England going to UAE, which we know about. It wasn't just him, though, wasn't it?
3: It wasn't just him, though, yeah. There was a couple of others. Yeah, the assistants as well. um, Michael Oliver. Michael Michael Oliver was the actual one to renew their programming, probably.
2: But then, the timing of this, with the Barcelona stuff and the match-fixing and the referees for Barcelona last week, I mean, it does make you wonder, doesn't
3: it? And City losing.
2: and City well I said before the game we were sat here we were watching it and I said Liverpool won't be allowed to win tonight Uh, little did I think
3: we say that all the time little did I
2: think we actually wouldn't be allowed to win though you
1: know no it's pathetic the whole thing's fucked you and again that's what I mean is that I don't like to throw corruption things around because I think it's a bit cheap but honestly I, I look at the balance of how that game's refereed and that would be suspect in and of itself if it was just a normal referee in performance, I'd be like, either ah, he's the worst ref of all time." But then, when you've got a safety net of three fellas watching it back on it on a TV, and nobody went, "Hang on a second, what are we doing? We're doing,
3: we're doing the wrong thing." here. nah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Having... I mean, the, the, be, since uh, Klopp had to go with Paul Tierney, I think. Oh yeah. Liverpool fans now believe that referees have got it an in for him, and all this does is confirm. If conspiracy theory is is all it is, you've just gone out of your way to confirm it. Yeah.
0: Robertson got elbowed in the head, and we let that one slide. Yeah, eventually, absolutely, yeah. the the thing that that really does like I'm really actually proud of Liverpool uh, off the pitches. It takes Liverpool a lot to come out with a a really strict statement because I was expecting Liverpool to come out and just say, "Okay, yeah, sounds human ever. I thought like, Jurgen handled
3: himself brilliantly, by the way. He was, His bank balance kind Yeah, well, exactly.
0: no. but I I genuinely thought Liverpool. I've I've asked them time and time again to put out a really strong statement, and they haven't. They just haven't done that. It takes a lot for Liverpool to do that, and that statement was. Well, guess what? You've done Jürgen Klopp for speaking to you. And, yeah, it might have been wrong, but you've done him for it. A couple of weeks ago, you did Virgil in for saying it's an effing joke to the referee. And you know what? You've came out and made an absolute mess up as one of the biggest VAR decisions I've ever seen in my life. And your thing is, we apologise. No, we don't even apologise. It is just... Literally, yeah, we've got that wrong. So why couldn't Virgil van Dijk just release a statement and say, Yeah, in the moment when I was that heated, yeah, I got it wrong and spoke to No no, you're (laughs) fine, the lad, and you made him miss another game. Like that's what happened. Those were the repercussions. There was no repercussions and I like that Liverpool have looked at the way McAllister got a red card for nothing, at the way that Everything's going on about how Liverpool players might be looked into because they've said twelfth man, this and that. How Jurgen Klopp was treated, how Virgil van Dijk's being treated when he's opened his mouth. How Alison Becker might get treated because he turned around and said, "It's like we're in a, we can't say anything." And I think all of that, Liverpool have went, "I'm not having this. I am backing my manager. I am backing my lads." And for some reason, we've boiled piss across a nation for just. Sticking up for what should have been the correct decision.
2: Yeah, no, it's true. Can I ask a question of you, Paul? Why do you think referees aren't allowed to be criticised?
1: I because what do you mean? Like why they why they change the rules for this season and that? Because I think they're trying to create a world where it's not. I think behaviour is mimicked down the football pyramid and I've seen it happen at youth games and Sunday league games and stuff and referees just get it's, it's ridiculous referees get fucking killed and attacked at fucking you know in, in nothing games of football because there's no ingrained respect and I think in the referee in the head of the referees world they've gone if we can enforce respect at the top level then it'll start to drip down which I think is is an okay approach to it but ultimately It'll fail because you've got to you've got to command respect, and I don't think the profession, and I don't think the way they conduct themselves, and I don't think their level of competence allows them to so command respect. So I, I agree with you.
2: I think that's right in terms of the players, John. Why do you think a ref uh, a referee isn't allowed to be criticised by a manager? I, I, is there a fair reason why that couldn't happen when it's a no, business I, I, we've established? Particularly
3: they're not upfront about what they're doing. They don't explain themselves. If they explained all the decisions, then you know, the, a, a manager would be able to say, well, actually, I don't agree with that and do that legitimately. But they're not allowed to do that now mm-hmm. because you're what you're doing is you're suggesting there's some kind of corruption and that referee has is, is, is got some kind of agenda. Rather than just doing his job. Yeah, and he thinks and, the referees doth protest yeah. too much. You know? And I, actually, I think they've gone too far. I think you, I mean, it's an emotional game. You yeah. can't have no emotion in it. And I think crowding around the referee, like Arsenal and Man United have always done over the years. That shouldn't be allowed. Mm. I accept that enti- totally. That's intimidation. But an individual being sent off for something he doesn't believe he's done should be allowed to say, fucking hell, that's ridiculous." Right. think that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. I mean, just God help him, that he didn't even touch that guy the other day and he got booked. <laughs> yeah. And two minutes later he's sent off. Yeah. He, he should have been... Incandescent with rage. And what, the
2: the, the Jotter one's really funny, isn't it? Because it's like, well, you know, I don't think the ref saw it. Why is he giving a yellow card if he hasn't seen yeah. something? Yeah.
1: Genuinely, You know, no, it's, just, it's the whole thing. The whole thing is mad. And again, they're doing it the wrong. The, the I, wrong I way. honestly
2: can't get my head around, Paul. Why a, re- a, a manager isn't allowed to criticise a referee? Yeah. I, I, they are being paid to do their job, and if you don't think they're good at your
1: job, you should be allowed to criticise. Yeah, but <laughs> it goes, goes, ba- goes back to because it it's like you, your back's never quite up as much yeah. as when you get called out in something that you know that you know you've done you know what I mean you know there's two different types of response the response is so much more heightened when you're ready for it when you know you've been a bit shit or you've done something bad and you get called out on it because you're ready for it and I genuinely feel it, I kind of feel it's a bit more like that it's like the referees know they've been shit and then when someone then comes out and calls them out on it it's like I don't know they, again these are put upon individuals they they, they they must feel like there's a constant pile on them at all times and they've become ultra defensive about it, and someone's handed them a little bit of power to change the laws in their favour and it's made it Worse. You know, if you shit at your job, you're right it's right to reply There should be there should be a forum in which they can do this, but if the referee, sorry, when with the referees not coming out publicly, they could come out and go. Like the the Klopp stuff a couple few weeks ago when Klopp got but or was it like even last season when he got sent off and no one hadn't known quite what Klopp had said. If the referee had just come out and gone afterward, Klopp comes out and goes, I've no idea, oh, I was just this and the referee comes out and goes, he called me a twat. He said he called me a blind, useless twat. And I'm sorry, but I'm not having that. I'm, I'm the referee. I'm not having someone call me that on my pitch. I'm sending them off. I go fair enough, mate. Yeah, you send them off. To you send them off twice, mate. Yeah, yeah, you know you're, you're entitled to twat. do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, but they don't because they don't allow themselves to be human beings. They don't put themselves out there. They hide themselves away because they're so scared of it. It, going, it can't get worse everyone? Referees. Everyone fucking hates you already. They're not going to hate you more. Oh, there's just a slight chance that we might actually think you're all right as human beings and Sympathise. let you off with being rubbish.
3: I, I, I think there's there's an element now that referees, oh certainly fans believe, and I think there may be some truth in it, that referees want to be the centre of attention as much mm-hmm. as the football match. You know, they want, they think of themselves as celebrities. They earn good money. You know they're important to the game, and they want people to know who they are. Fucking rubbish! Yeah. As yeah. are. In the old days, you, you hardly knew who the referees were. You know, it was blogs from Barry. Okay. But this is the thing: it's <clears> the modern <throat> world. Now move on. Just let, let get them all out there. Give them profiles. Give them their own web
1: pages. Give them like documentary features, like like X Factor. You know, when someone gets through to the round, well, let let's have a bit a, a video of them walking their dog on the beach ahead of the game, and how they prepare for this match. Let them do it. Let let's see how they let us you know, see them in the gym. Let's see all this kind of stuff. Let them be people, can, or or don't, or get or fuck them all off. You know. Can
0: I ask a question because we're can... all completely and utterly confused and baffled how they've came to this decision and I don't believe a word of this excuse that they've gave me and the more I actually think about it the more I think it's just more corruption but let's say hypothetically that 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 was correct that they just thought that the goal had been given and the what process you, is wrong what do you think though uh, or like, when that whistle's kicked off, do you think they've realised and then told someone? Because yeah, yeah. everyone sat there saying, oh, look at Simon Hooper in this video. And it's like, well, look at Roberto Firmino when someone told me that Jordan Anderson had racially abused someone. That's not helping me. I'm not getting anything from that. Yeah. He could just be turning around and saying something else in his ear. He might not be getting told what's yeah. happened. <laughs> do you think in that moment, as soon as that whistle got kicked off, someone realised the problem? Do you think it was already addressed and someone's just, you know, not taken it's notice. Also, it's, mono- not- it's
1: monopoly. They've rolled the dice dead quickly, and someone's going, "Ah, well, that 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 slams down a shutter. We've made this mistake, that and they consider that that almost like that play's done. We've made the mistake. not what we can do about it now because the laws tell us that we've done we've done it, and they've almost like
3: gone whatever. I, I, if yeah. they own up to that, then that would be a start, you know. Rather than this, oh, we was human error. We apologise. Mm. Move on. Yeah. I know.
1: Just stop making it. Need to stop making it like a special case and a special example. Just do it all. Do it all all the time. And it goes back to the respect thing. By the way, we've done well too long on this. By the way, we need to move on. But the respect thing comes because I I don't think they want the audio out of the conversation with the referees that out there. Actually, from a player perspective, because these people are worth millions of pounds, and what they don't want, they don't want to hear Cristiano Ronaldo. Dropping every swear word under it the wouldn't things. if it was
2: out there though. Exactly. That would just stop.
1: Exactly. That would curb it. It's because... an
2: easy thing to hide behind that. It's
1: yeah, I know exactly. But that's what I mean. But the, 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 I think it, it doesn't exist because they're trying to protect the footballers, not
3: the referees. Sorry, I don't get that point. What because
1: that? your brand, you, you, these footballers are brands. And if you could hear how footballers talk on the pitch, they Why don't. Why
3: would you do that?
1: What do you mean? If the referees are
2: mic'd up, and I went over there, and I go, "You're a fucking dickhead." The, oh, the kids yeah. would start saying it, but the
1: footballers would just well, stop that, it yeah, because they, they're a exactly, brand, exactly, but they, 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 they manage that, their own, they own brand. That
3: in rugby and all, yeah, and that's what, what I mean. They, they d- swear as much as anyone else, don't they?
1: Yeah, yeah. but the thing is, because they, they've got this homogenised vision of football, it's where like they like the turn the crowd volume down when they're singing yeah, songs yeah, that have swear words in them and that you kind of stuff.
3: anyway if someone's coming at you swearing at you. What what you want to hear is the decision making. No, but I'm sorry, I'm
1: talking about from a respect perspective. By the way, if if people could see the experience that referees undergo, I, I, and you and again you've got a crowd of people, I want to hear. Let's hear that audio when they're being surrounded and they're being called and and. You empathise, put yourself in the referee's shoes and all of a sudden you've got a bunch, of, like 10 of these six foot athletes or screen obscenities in your face. We'd have a lot more sympathy for the pressure that refs are under. Right, we have to stop. Um, yeah, Richie uh, Watkin uh, says, Chloe is conveying all our feelings perfectly, put Darren England on a punch bag and let her loose on it to make us feel better. Um, right, Break. We are going to take a break. Um, We haven't got loads of time left in the podcast, but we're going to squeeze in a little bit of, uh, of just how we're feeling about the football club and looking ahead to Thursday when we return after this break. Hey everyone, it's October, which means we have a new prize to give away this month. Yes, one of our wonderful Red Men Plus Legend subscribers will be getting their hands on this, a retro shirt signed by two absolutely cool legends, Ronnie Whelan and Steve McMahon. If you want to be in the draw to win this very shirt, all you've got to do is head on over to redmenplus.com, sign up as a Legend subscriber, not only to get access to all the amazing content, both in video and in podcast forms, but as a Legend, you get added perks as well. You get this discounted merch you get free red men merch you get access to our amazing discord server and like i say entry into each and every monthly competition last month we gave a share to it signed by ian rush this month we're given this one signed by another two legends ronnie Whelan and steve mcmahon so yeah redmenplus.com, become a legend and get yourself in the hat see you over there The section was so long Chris needed to go And uh, take a little rest break um, We will carry on The three of us We talked about it A little bit before Um It's a
2: bigger water bottle
1: <laughs> We talked about it A bit before In part one Um, Dad But Just generally speaking um I think there's an opportunity I, if, you, if this was going to happen It sounds bad Because we know if, if you're fighting Against Manchester City You need things to go against You need to capitalise When they drop points You need to pick points up but from a perspective of if this was going to happen, at least it happened in a weekend where a lot of other teams drop points, so it hasn't had a truly damaging effect on Liverpool's hopes for top four or beyond. And I would back Jurgen Klopp, and from what I know of the mentality of this squad, from what I've seen, this could be a really important moment actually for to be a bit of a springboard for what carries on. You know, in terms of galvanising
3: the squad. Well, I, I think it's a bit like the Newcastle game, it's backs to the wall, you know, dunkirk Spirit type mentality, isn't it? I think the squad are getting closer and closer with every game the passes and the more the more adversity that you have to face they they're coming together. And given that it's a new side with lots of new players, that that's speeding up the process that might have taken six months otherwise, yeah. you know, or longer. You know, and I, I think um, we're seeing the benefits of how well they've done. It, it's just so sad we've lost that unbeaten run. You know, that, that was really... Yeah. A and, Mo's and, yeah, and Mo's record. Yeah, record, yeah. Yeah, and it, it, the fact that it, it, it you got that dished. decision, you know, yeah. But um, I'm really, really pleased with the, the way the side is, and, and I think we'll get better going on. I'm now a little worried that Gapos out for a while, Jotter's going to be suspended you know, we're down to the bare bones up front suddenly and, um, you know, Curtis Jones, okay, we've got Gravenberg to come in, we've got Endo there, we, we can cover that for a mm-hmm. while. But, um, you know, um, I'm really, really positive about what's coming this season. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that.
1: Um, we were going to do a bit on the minority investment stuff, but we we did done a couple of shows on that over on and Plus if you want to get a bit more uh, insight into that. Dan's spoken to a couple of finance experts. It's a good thing. It ultimately, it's a good thing, yeah. I don't think it's not quite the... Uh, the, the, the golden you know silver bullet or whatever that was going to solve all of Liverpool's issues and make them competitive with Man City on a financial playing field but it should hopefully benefit them um, in the short, medium and uh, possibly long term Um Mr. Clark actually in the comments just echoing what we're saying there says siege mentality. This will bond the team. Klopp's yeah. um, never
2: been able to do that with the siege mentality before, really has he? Either it's not something. It's something that Mourinho's obviously used for his Chelsea sides and uses it really well. So that was again, them sort of mentality could be something. But you forge diamonds under pressure, and that's what Liverpool have had. They're all together, aren't they? You know, you can I mean, see
3: it. We go to Newcastle and you go down to ten men, you get them beaten, you win the game. But to be at Tottenham and nine men on the pitch and they can't score a goal against you, yeah. that that what does that do for the for that defence who've been so criticised yeah. over the years?
0: Did you see on TV? Because every time the ball was anywhere near the away fans. I think we won a throw in and Trent has given it everything to our crowd. You know Andy when we went down to nine men our crowd went up a different level. You couldn't hear the Spurs fans. It was Liverpool because Liverpool knew, Jesus Christ they've got to dig deep here which means we need to give them as much adrenaline as much you know, backing as we possibly can and Liverpool's away end, it was like we thought to ourselves, right well we're going to lose here so we might as well make the best of it. We might as well make sure those players know you've gave everything, we appreciate it, we don't expect you to win but, we, you know, we're going to give you everything. We're going to... And and also, at that time, we probably didn't really realise the wrongdoings to us. Yeah, yeah. But we wanted to get behind the manager. And Liverpool fans from that moment on were incredible. Sobberslay, I think we went a corner. And he is going berserk our away And Darwin Nunes at full time, taking off his bib and telling us who we are. Get up, it's who we are. We'll be back. I loved all of it. Jürgen Klopp coming over, thanking us, touching the badge. I loved it. I loved that all. And Darwin Nunes there... And putting on a post on the Liverpool, it's us against the world and yeah. stuff. I love it all. Injected. He was give the one
3: who, who was gonna get on the pitch and was stopped before. When Giotta. Giotta went. Yeah. And you know he probably was the one who may well have won us the game and we had to dig Also
0: that. just on to, on that, if we're down to ten men but we go one nil up, guess what? We're doing exactly what we did against Newcastle. Yeah. We're one 0 up, we're sitting deep and we're throwing Darwin Nunes on there. Yeah. It's a totally different game. I don't care about what anyone says about that.
1: Absolutely. Um let's look at very briefly to the, the game on Thursday. Yeah. No no Gappo as mentioned the suspensions in a, in, a, in some way actually benefit us, Chris, because it means they, they'd probably just start this game. Yeah. It makes it slightly easier from that regard.
2: Yeah, I, I, I jotted a little 11 out, actually, mm. for this one.
1: Jotted a little 11 I out? Did. But- <laughs> I did, I uh, did.
2: I've gone Cuevan in goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Gomez in at right back. Um, Ibu Canate, Drell Kwanza, Costas Chimacas. Endo, I'd play Kurt Jones in midfield with Gravenberch. Okay. I'd put Elliot on the right-hand side. I'd put Jotter up top, and I'd put Doke on the left hand side. I like that because I started with putting Jones in it right back, just considering like you know he did that against Leicester, he was good. I was like, hang on a minute, if Trent's back, I can get Gomez in there, Jones takes a midfield position, and then I can and I, I was like, I put Doke at right, and I was thinking, about it. I was like, no, I've just freed up Elliot there to play the right hand side, so I'll think a little bit of Elliot, and you could play Elliot on either side, but I think that might be the eleven, you know.
1: The thing you've got there as well, Chloe, is Salah just goes on the bench. And if you really need to pull it out, you, you give half an hour, 45 minutes of putting a, a better attack on the pitch if you need to. I wonder whether Klopp's just doing this fine tune at the moment, but he's trying to find, he does this a lot, he tries to find and saying it's the weakest team he can put out that will still get the job done, that gives him as much room to play with at the weekend. Um Brighton at the weekend, such a big game now, Not particularly sure. off the back of this. You don't want to go into the international break on, on less than a win, really, off the back of the Spurs one. Um, anything different you do from what Chris said?
0: I mean it's it's. I'd love to see Darwin Nunes but if there's any any chance of him having an injury and maybe you know inflaming it then absolutely not I'd keep him away I, you know I'd have liked to have seen when I saw that team sheet and I didn't see Darwin Nunes the other day I was like what the hell has got what has Jaden Klopp done here and then obviously it comes out that it's actually an injury and you're like okay you can understand that Um, I'd save him for Brighton Um. It's it's mad. I'd, I never thought of putting Doke on the left hand side and and putting Harvey Elliott on the right. But like you mentioned there, you know, I'm pretty sure you know slide comes on against Leicester. Uh, you can put McAllister on the bench. You can put Seller on the bench. Trent, if you wanted to, because I feel like getting him a couple of minutes before Brighton actually might be massive for yeah. us. Yeah, I wonder um, whether
3: they might start Trent. To be honest, give him yeah. give him a bit of a run first yeah. and captain the side. Yeah, yeah. Grab back. Get, he's get playing game, for a
1: starting spot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but the, yeah. I suppose that's right. This sub. When you look at the Brighton game, so obviously Allison will will start that. Virgil will start that. Definitely Robertson will start that. Definitely I'm McAllister, a- Subas, like Stella. Salah.
3: Nunez, Diaz will we'll probably I start wonder that. At Brighton, whether he might think Endo is now up to speed and without Curtis Jones, and we're playing Brighton who always give us trouble. Yeah, that and is might actually a bit tougher. That's
2: Endo and Gravenberch are both playing for a spot on Thursday night for me. But yeah, it, it'll, and it's the same spot. It'll yeah, be
0: yeah. it'll be good to see the pecking order though because, like, uh, um, when I think of our future midfield, it is Gravenberch, McAllister and Sobo in there. But with Tarawendo, I thought they did, did boss against... His second half against Leicester, I thought he was exceptional. Um, I thought he did boss when he came on against Spurs. He was everywhere, he was digging deep. Um, So it'll be really interesting to see who from that game midweek pushes themselves to get in because even when Curtis Jones does come back, if you've really impressed over that international break and that Brighton game, you might have a chance.
3: I think we've got a good vision of what our best 11s looking like now and then it's then what's been undercut it's, by suspension. I, I so, think it's just that third midfield spot which yeah. we are not sure about. It could be anyone. I mean it could, it
1: could be, even be Harvey. Well Allen. I was gonna say yeah, yeah it could easily be Elliot and you just move Soversly over
3: to the other side or Elliot
1: could do it from the from the left I suppose if, if yeah. needs be. Still plenty of options in there. But yeah. Um do let us know. Sorry, there's people telling Chris the prostate in the uh, comments. Um, it's a big ball. It's 750 <laughs> mil I
2: put that inside of me. It's not going to stay there for very long. Is that maybe how
1: Trust you me. ended up in this situation? <laughs> uh, right. So, um, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, let me know your 11s for the Union Singulaz game uh, on Thursday. I'm dead excited about it. All of a sudden, I, again, everything about Liverpool at the moment is really good. I, I, I mean, the fact that I enjoyed a League Cup game from the upper main stand last week and I had an absolute ball of a time doing it then this is just I have one request
0: and that is for everyone going to the ground on Thursday night Use the fury you felt over this weekend and put it into that stadium. Because let me tell you, that away end was completely and utterly bouncing. And if you do not produce that on Thursday night, I'll be furious myself with us. Make those lads know that we are behind them fully. Know that we're just as furious as them. They deserve the response because we're now going to go into a really tough game against Brighton and a game in which... We won't have the the amount of funds there that we can impact a game like we can at home. So everyone who's going that game, if you do one thing, it's sing your heart out, scream, ask for absolutely everything, um, and. At the end of the day, the Reds should be able to get over the line, but especially with an unbelievable atmosphere, um, show them exactly what Anfield's about.
1: Apparently, the uh, tickets are still available for that game, which is a very rare occurrence for for season tickets and, and members. So if you if you if you are a season ticket holder and you're not going, then consider it because it's uh, it's going to be boss. I just fun. I honestly I had so much fun watching that last Europa League game, and and this one's a, this at home. as well. Don't even have to bother with all the travel stress that I went through. Um, guys, thank you. That was. I feel. I do feel actually a little bit better. I feel like I can just
2: put it to bed. I've been talking about it. For th- feels like three full days now. No. Genuinely, yeah, um... I've
1: never had a referee performance live in my brain as much as that one it's going to keep coming back up. Well, it, yeah. Well, at least it's on. It's on Liverpool now. I'm glad. That, I'm glad they're at least taking a, a stance on this. Um, right. Sound that was the podcast uh, thank you so much for watching uh, for listening do uh, go and check out your Redmen uh, Christmas jumpers redmenmerch.com as we said they're on pre-order now they're very limited edition so if you want one I know it's October I know I know um, but don't wait till like November and December and think you're going to get one you won't so get one now um, thank you so much everyone you alright yeah check on if anyone's bought one yeah cool uh, Right, we'll see you all very very soon ta
2: only from rustolium